First round, real quick. That are in those training rooms with him know how good. Because he just knocks dudes out real quick in the first round. But now we're gonna get a good. Fuck with this guy. He just to me, I thought he was a con artist just based off his look. They're at edge. Holy shit!
What the hell just happened? What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to GWR Gonzo's Wrestling Room. Friday, uh, November 19th, 2021. Hope everybody's having a good day getting through the work week. Alright. Today we have a special guest, pro wrestler uh, Jordan James with us. How you doing today? I'm about as good as I could be doing right now. Thanks for asking. Uh, well, I, let's start from the beginning. How, uh, how'd you get into the wrestling business? So I think, um, I was invited to attend a couple of local wrestling shows. Um, one, uh, it was in Bloomington, Indiana and, uh, went and watched a few shows and kind of just, um, really kind of fell starstruck with the whole thing um just the production the wrestlers the reaction from the crowd um all incredible to witness and i uh kind of just asked you know what do i do like what do i do to get involved in this because this is incredible i need to be a part of this and uh yeah, it was um, it was Jake Elman actually was the the person, and uh, you know, I've known him for a real long time, even prior to um, pro wrestling. And uh, he said, "Well, you can get trained. Um, if you, if you're gonna get trained, you can look at you know I think it was like uh, you know places like Harley Race uh, had a pretty quick turnaround." And because uh, you know I'm not very young, I wasn't very young when I started, and uh, um, you know Harley Race would have been a quick turnaround, but uh, I would have been driving to St. Louis all the time from Indianapolis, and I just couldn't swing that at that position in my life. Yeah. So uh, he said, however, uh, Billy Rock um, in Lafayette um, is a phenomenal trainer. It's it's a ten month program, so it's gonna be a while before you, you know, have a match because you're already old, man. Kinda, you know. And um, but I, I elected to go with uh, Billy, and that was an, an amazing decision. Uh, one of the better decisions I think I've made um, in all of my life. Um, can't put Billy over enough. Uh, definitely instilled a lot of behaviors um, in me, I think, that are necessary to be successful um, in the business. Uh, is, uh, Bill, is Billy still training? No, actually. So um, my, my dad was asking me the other day if I knew if he was still training. Uh, I know that Billy Rock has a real good reputation yeah. as a trainer, but I didn't know if he was still doing anything or not. No, uh, we were actually his um, last class. We were uh, class number eight. Uh, we trained through all of 2016. It was every Sunday from two to six in a, a shed, basically. And um, whatever temperature was outside, that was the temperature 
for training. So we started in January, the first Sunday of January. And it was the last Sunday of October. And part of the program was uh, after training, he'd give you your first match. And honestly, I think uh, out of all the shows I've ever been in, uh, that crowd was either the largest crowd I've ever wrestled in front of or close to it for my very, my very first match. So that was pretty incredible. Um, what, what do you think was the hardest, th hardest thing to learn when you first got into the business? Uh, well, if you're a Mandalorian fan, uh, I would just say the way, um, <laughs> there's a certain just kind of expectation, uh, just within pro wrestling, uh, of what you have to be and kind of um, really honing in on that expectation um, can be pretty grueling at times, you know? So um, I think that that was the hardest thing. It wasn't even, you know, uh, you know what kind of move to, am I gonna do? Uh, what kind of person am I gonna be? Um, I think just adapting to pro wrestling life and, um, you know, kind of the, you know, everybody talks about the, your, your wrestling side and your personal side. Um, sometimes I think making the personal side work was one of the hardest things to try to adapt to. So. Um, so so how, how long have you been wrestling? So I trained through all 2016. My first match was November 6, 2016. So um, it's been just just a tick over five years now, but it feels much, much longer than <laughs> that. Um, if you ask my back, it would tell you it's been longer than five years. <laughs> oh, I bet. I don't know how I'm. I don't know how you guys take all them bumps. At the first show we uh, that we broadcasted at. They're at DCCW, uh, JKO, Dex Royal, and Max Sterling got me in there and, and all gave me a chop. I don't know how you guys That's do that all the time. Yeah. I was bruised for a week. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I saw that video, and I was like, <laughs> what I wouldn't have give to have Jordan James be there and plop one of those on that chest maybe next time. I was going to say, baby. Friday. You said you're going to be there, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to be there tonight. We're coming, me and my dad and uh, and my my girlfriend's son are coming down to watch tonight. Um, how long have you been? Who, uh, were you a wrestling fan as a kid growing up, or? Yeah, I was. Um, actually, it, it's funny because my brother is a little older than me. He's like four years and some change older than me, and um, so my dad. Uh, you know, they would buy the wrestling pay-per-views on TV and then they'd throw in a, a tape and record the pay-per-views. So sometimes I think I feel older than I am because I had all those tapes to watch, you know, growing up. But, um, yeah, I, I was really in love with wrestling as a kid. Uh, I think for me, my first, like, this is what I want to be, 
uh, was pro wrestler, and I was like, that was one of the coolest, coolest guys I've ever seen in my life, you know. And uh, I think that I probably liked, I guess, really loved wrestling until I was about a teenager, and then I kind of transitioned into uh, music. I really got into music for a while. I was in a band for. Uh, a little over a decade or close to a decade, you know, doing bands and whatnot, but um, uh, played bass for the most part. Um, you know, really liked that, but uh, didn't really pay much attention to wrestling during that time. Uh, my life was really just all about the rock and roll, you know, and um, probably uh, my mid 20s, um, you know, I got invited to those uh, wrestling shows. And then it just kind of reignited, and I started watching televised wrestling again. Um, started seeking out, you know, wrestling on like YouTube and whatnot. And I was like, you know, I, I like this thing again. And then I was watching those shows live and going to those indie shows, and I was like, this is just the coolest environment, uh, the best environment I've ever really been in. So, um, yeah, when I, when I was a kid, uh, I think my wrestling hero was probably Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart, you know, and a lot of other people would probably say the same, but uh, I just thought the whole like shades and giving the shades away thing yep. was just the coolest thing. I would have loved to have been that kid and I probably would have just exploded yeah every time we went to a show I and mean, we had good if we had good seats like that i was i was always hoping that i'd get brett's glasses i was a big bret hart fan as well i don't know he, he was just so so good in the ring he he had it all he's good on the mic he, he could do about everything he just went a high flyer but back then the, you didn't see a whole lot of the high flying stuff no and i think some of the best some of the best shows i've been to have been independent shows oh yeah you see some of the best matches there. I, I got to see uh, John Moxley and Brian Danielson that one in in uh, Indianapolis, and it was the weekend before it was the Saturday before Brian Danielson was making his debut for WWE. Yeah, it's crazy. Some of the guys you can see at them independent shows. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I did a stint uh, with IWA Mid South. And I, I think that really helped propel me because it, it was early in my career. And, uh, you know, I got to just see it and be in locker rooms just with amazing guys, you know, uh, legends. You know, Shane Douglas was in a locker room, you know. Um, and then everybody you wrestle is just a phenomenal talent, you know. And then you have the WCWO, you know, um, you know, I've been wrestling there. I mean, it's, that's every, every Friday night. Um, you know, that's uh, – and talent comes in there, you know. And you're yeah. just always around solid wrestlers, and you never know who's going to show up. And then you're there, and they're there, and you're like, holy cow, that's Kevin Nash. He's five feet away from me. Holy cow. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I have to pay to see him or anything like that. He's just right there, you know. So, um that's always a cool moment to have. Yeah. Um, Shane Douglas was, you know, people talk about uh, what was your like um, 
celebrity moment where you just kind of like gush for a second. Yeah, kind of mark out. Yeah, for me, it was kind of like, holy cow, that's the franchise. Yeah. Um, so. Now, did you get to wrestle Shane Douglas? No, no. I, I did not wrestle him. I think that night, um, quite honestly, I really don't remember what I was doing that night, but I remember Shane's match, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, holy cow, that was pretty cool, you know. Uh, you said uh, that you was in a band. What what kind of uh, music did you guys play? I'm a big music fan too. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like um, uh, like a funk, like funk rock. Oh, honestly. okay. Yeah. Um, we had like a cello and a trumpet and a saxophone and keyboards and multiple singers and auxiliary drummers and just the whole nine yards you know so some places we played i i think hated having us just because of the size of the band alone and having the mic some sound guys were like i don't even have enough microphones for all this uh, what was the name of the band (laughs) it was called vibrations and chemicals and then later um turned into a band kind of called it was called mini boss okay. so and uh, don't bother looking and stuff <laughs> uh you ain't gonna find much did you guys did you guys just play in the indie area or yeah we played like uh the melody in we played um the emerson we played okay. the irving theater uh birdies we did one time we did a show at bartini's whoa um it's for like an art festival and they asked us to play it and it was weird because we got there and everybody's wearing like you know black ties and dresses and the whole nine yards we wore suits you know and i never yeah. wear i i never wear suits uh, and I, I i wore a suit for this show you know and honestly we blew the roof off the place and that was pretty cool but it is just weird because there's like you know a lounge singer was on first, and then like it was like um you know kind of like a bluesy, kind of jazzy kind of guy, and then um, and then the guy came on with just an acoustic guitar doing real folk kind of music, and we're like uh like we're not like. We weren't heavy metal by any means necessary, but in comparison to what else was pl- played that night, um, I was feeling like a mosh pit was about to break out <laughs> when I started playing. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, it was really cool, you know. Um, but uh, it, was, yeah, it was like the raw art festival or some raw indie festival, and you know, it was pretty cool. Uh, how long you been wrestling at WCWO? Uh, that is creeping up on probably five years. Oh, okay. Every, yep. every Friday night? Uh, for the most part. Right. Um, that's a lot I of matches. Take, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, man. Um, you know, when I first started, I probably was doing um, a minimum of three matches a week. It was like every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday. Um, every Thursday in Jeffersonville, Indiana, for IWA. And then every Friday... In Indianapolis for WCWO, and then a traveling show on a Saturday. So, what was wild is when I was doing the 
the IWA shows, you know, Jeffersonville is uh, about yeah, a little less than two hours from Indy. Yeah, I will say it's uh, a pretty good drive. Yeah, it's a good hike, yeah. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't get out of the show till sometime between, you know, 11, 11.30 and 12.30 at night. And then I had to be at work the next day at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. No yeah. fun. Yeah, it's rough. Um, what all have you just wrestled in uh, Indiana or have you wrestled like in other states? Uh, yeah, I've wrestled in other states. Um, I've been to uh, Ohio and um, Illinois and Michigan, so that's about the about the extent of the range there. You said, um, what's probably the uh, big biggest match that you've had? Like, um, in terms of like the, 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 my opponent or the, the audience size or, or just uh, one that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Like one, one that you really enjoyed, like probably your favorite match that you've had. Um, or one of them <laughs> probably hard to pick just what. Yeah, it is rough. Um, one, uh, one I will give you is uh, the first time I won the territorial title, uh, WCWO. Um, it was in a triple threat match against Brett Havoc and Calvin Tankman. Okay. And, uh, to, you know, two very yeah. stout, stalwart opponents. And, um, you know, here I was still probably five months in the business um if if that is, yeah i don't know if it was even that long and uh i just remember taking my little red chair that i had and i wrapped it around calvin tankman's head <laughs> before i pinned him one two three in the ring for that for that belt so that was always a pretty wild moment to be in that's a good that's a pretty big accomplishment too for only being in for five months to, oh, for sure. to get a title yeah it was um, that was a hard hitting affair as they like to say um, at the end of the day steel always beats a fist in my opinion so I had yeah. to put the steel uh, around old Tankman's head sorry bud uh, these years later who who were some who were some of the guys that uh, you've kind of watched and, and kind of molded your style off of? I think when I first started wrestling, um, when I started like actually wrestling matches, I didn't really watch TV anymore. I just watched what the guys were doing and what the gals were doing, and uh, <laughs> You know, I think a couple of workers that I really, a couple of wrestlers that I really, um, really liked to watch, uh, Mance Werner, uh, is spectacular. Um, I really enjoyed watching his matches a lot. Uh, I liked his style, you know, just go out and kick people in the head, punch people in the head, slam them on the ground a couple of times and t tell the audience they're garbage, you know? And uh, I was like, that's, uh, that's pretty solid stuff there, you know. So, um, 
something uh, a couple other guys that I like to watch were um, Gil Patricks uh, I always enjoyed watching him um, it's always going to be an exciting match at Dale every single time so a uh, great person to learn from in terms of being exciting so sorry I got a pizza got a pizza on the way and it's here and, uh, it's all right I have a I have a little chihuahua that thinks he's a pit bull, so I understand. <laughs> I'll be right back. Just the sound. All right. All right. I wanted to. Yeah. Just that sound real quick. I figured it'd be a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so you, so you didn't watch much. So when you st- once you started wrestling, you didn't w- watch much of the uh, stuff on TV. No, I mean I, I just really watched um, like all the wrestlers on the card. That, yep. You know, it, I, I was on. So and there at WCWO, from what I've seen, there's a lot of. A lot of good talent that goes through there, so I mean, there'd be a lot of yeah. good guys to watch. Absolutely, I'm. I've been impressed with it since we we've been we've been down there twice, and uh, if we could, we'd be there every Friday night. Uh, but we've been impressed how you guys do a show every Friday like that. Yeah, I mean it's rough, you know. Um, and sometimes, hell, that sometimes you do Friday and and Sunday or Friday and Saturday. And I'm sure yeah. you, when you wrestle other places, like you said, you might wrestle three, four times a weekend. Yeah, Jordan James is currently experiencing a lingering minor injury. But I'm going to tell you what it is because I don't want to give any tips to opponents. But um, it's been going on for a little while, you know, and something that yeah, like I can't ignore. Like when I'm wrestling, it's like it's there. It's like, what, what do I do? But uh, I got to do it. You know, I'm a, a fighting warrior, as they say. So, and I'm trying to get that gold off Dexter Flores' waist, and you can't do that sitting on the couch. No, you are. Uh, you have a match with him. Is it next Friday? I I have a match with him tonight. Oh, tonight in the, in, in a tag affair. In a tag affair, yeah. And then um, tomorrow, or well, next. I'm sorry, next Friday. We have our our shebang for the belt. Yeah, I thought it was next Friday because we're gonna try to we're planning on coming down for that as well. Uh, you said something about Lafayette. What uh, organization did you wrestle in in uh, Lafayette? So I just did my I did my training there. Okay. And then I um I currently am wrestling for um BMFX okay. uh, wrestling up in Lafayette. So that's uh. Their next show is December eighteenth, I believe. So, um, what? Yep. and their shows are like in the afternoon. It's like a four to six show, not a, a seven to ten, or you know, they they start at four o'clock. So that's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. A lot of a lot of wrestlers that wrestle locally, um, because they're earlier in the day, they'll try to do that show and gun it to like Shelbyville or Crawfordsville or somewhere yeah. else, you know. And uh, wrestle twice that night, or okay. and then maybe there's a ten o'clock shit starting somewhere. And then they go and they hit that <laughs> one up after that, you know. Yeah, where wherever you can get in at. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, actually, I'll go ahead and announce it because I haven't put anything out yet, but we're, uh, we're going to be there at that BMFX on the 18th uh, doing live commentary okay. and streaming it. Nice. We talked to uh, Brian. I talked to Brian last night. So Nice. It'll be our first we'll time going down, there. going there, but uh, everything I've heard about, they said, everybody said it's a good show to go to. Yeah, it's a pretty electric uh, atmosphere there, so it's pretty enjoyable. I think you'll like it. We went to Kokomo last weekend to AACW. Okay, and I'll tell you what, man, they they had some <laughs> they had some rowdy fans there. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the you place know, was packed, um, standing room only, and man, they were going crazy. You know, my opinion is a wrestling show is only as good as the fans in the building. So the more the merrier. And I enjoy a good fan, whatever that means. Yeah, I love a good wrestling fan. Have, uh, have, you, have you always been a heel or have you done babyface too? Uh, I've done, I've been on both sides of that. You know, some, some people I like, some people I don't like. And if I don't like you... I guess I'm the the bad guy, yeah. Uh, some people I like. I'm not I'm not cruel. You know, hate people all the time. Contrary to popular opinion, people think I'm just the meanest. Um, somebody called me the adorable a hole <laughs> once. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. That that cousin that's always rude to everybody, but it's like kindly rude. It's like I don't I don't I don't. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm not adorable. I'm not adorable. This gnarly beard. This busted, broken nose. That's not adorable. Come on. Uh, what what do you think is harder to, harder to do? Being, uh, being a hill or being a face? Well, at this juncture, man, uh, I don't know if I know how to be nice anymore. <laughs> yeah, just, it's... It's just cussing out fans all the time. That's my weekend. Is I am I have to? How many people do I have to verbally assault? You know, before they get the picture. I am uh, just always. I'm always just always mean. Always mad. This is news. Hey, the, it gets a reaction from the fans, and that's that's the whole goal. Yeah, maybe one day I'll be like the Grinch, you know, <laughs> looking for my Santa sleigh, get my heart to grow ten sizes one day. Until then, I guess I'm the mean one. Oh, uh, what what what's your uh, what's your goal in the, in the business? Like, is there? I mean, I'm sure you have dreams of getting certain places and stuff. Yeah. It, you know, I, I've never been a uh, five-year plan kind of person or a 10-year plan or anything like that. I guess that's an opportunity that I have, if you if you will. But um, I guess for me, um, I really enjoy watching younger talent grow and um, go places, you know, and I've had a lot of pe- people who p- are starting to make some noise to, you know, tell me that they're, they're, my match is something they remember, you know, 
um, which is tough. I've wrestled, you know, 400 plus matches. I don't remember all of them, you know. And there's a lot of people that come and they start sharing these like Jordan James wrestling match stories. And then it pops, you know. But it's cool to know that um, they're uh, our, our match is something they think about, you know. And um, that's cool to, to have happen. And it happened pretty quick. I can't, can't believe I'm at a point where people are like, hey, man, you helped me. You know, it's 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 weird because I feel like I was the other way just yesterday saying, hey, man, you helped me. So uh, that's a pretty cool feeling to have, to know that you help somebody push them, elevate them to the next level. So um, as long as I can keep doing that, I will be satisfied. Yeah, I bet the time goes quick from the time that you're the, the new guy and then now you're – and then you turn into like the veteran that's around. Yeah. Cause you, it happens fast. Are you one of the uh, longer-tenured people there at WCWO right now? Yeah. Um, it was wild. Um, they were talking about who runs the locker room uh, right now. It, and um, you know, Pogo said, "Well, it's mine. I'm the general." And he said, and "Jordan James is the second in command." And I said, "Timeout. <laughs> Timeout, man. No, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that kind of responsibility." But no, I but that's I a to be but no, that's a big. I mean, that's a big honor for uh, for a guy like Pogo to say that. Hey, this is my this is my guy that's that's second in charge. Yeah, because he's been he's been there for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean he's been there since day one. Okay. So and a lot of the other guys, I mean, I'm not trying to yeah. you know no disrespect. They're they're there. You know they come. A lot of people come and they go and they come and they go yeah. and they come and they go and they make a comeback and then they're gone and they have another comeback and they're gone and there's new people and more new people and it's just an ever revolving door. And uh, I've been there consistently um, with the exception of when I broke my leg. I broke my leg and I missed four months, five months. But other than that. Did you you break your leg wrestling? Yeah, at WCWO. Oh. So, um, yeah, I was actually wrestling Brett Havoc that night. Maybe he was mad about that night that I won the territorial title. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to break my man's leg. <laughs> and maybe. Yeah. Stuff happens, you know. Yeah. So you so said he was out four to five months? Yeah, um, I was in a hard cast for, I think, like six weeks or seven weeks after surgery. They put me in surgery that night, you know, Damn. Uh, skull crusher. Um, I, I I mean, we were in the locker room at, together, you know, you know, people from the locker room, but we never really like worked together. But uh, I actually had some referees carry me out. You know, I just had my leg kind of dangling, and they carried me out. And um, Skull Crusher carried me like a baby to my car. So um, ever since then, he's been kind of like my protector, if you will. So 
Um, but yeah, I missed, I missed, uh, I think five, five months from wrestling. I started training again after about five months. Um, and, uh, you know, I got to walk in like without the boot pretty quick. I, I think, um, I broke my leg, like it was like January 18th of 2018. And then on March 27th, I was walking in Phoenix, Arizona. So, um, not running by any means, still one crutching it, but in my own shoes. So I was ready to get back to it as soon as possible, but you know, I had to do the rehab and get flexibility, which still is not there. I've had to learn how to jump off my left foot because my vertical off my right foot just isn't really there. You know, I've lost a lot of power in that yeah. ankle. So, um, just got to keep working at it and you know, keep the rehab. It never, rehab never stops after surgery. How long? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a constant state, you know. Yeah. How long? How long did you uh, did you train after that before you before you got back in the ring? Once you were re- able to start training. Uh, so I was probably probably I probably did about a month, like a yeah. month of training. I would go to uh, WCWO on Sundays and just kind of roll around the ring up there. And then sometimes on um, a Sunday afternoon or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever, um, I would go to uh, Shelbyville and do a little bit of training. Um, you know, we had a ring there. I would train with uh, Randy West. So um, just kind of bumping around with Randy. Um but uh, I, I probably did about a month. It was just a little bit of a month. And I was like, all right, I feel confident enough to do a match again. Let's try this out, you know. And um, it's been pretty good ever since. Probably, probably took some time so, once you got in there where you you wasn't wor- worried about it or, or thinking about it in the back of your mind. Even to this day, uh, when I'm on the outside of the ring and somebody's jumping out to me, because what happened is I, I was – Brett jumped on me while I was on the outside of the ring. Okay. And my leg just snaps, just snapped, you know. And so to this day, when people jump on me, you know, on the outside of the ring, I'm like, oh, no. You know, it's it's there, you know, right there in the back of his. Like, hey, you broke your leg doing this exact thing. Yeah. So. It'll probably always be there, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to uh, it's tough to get rid of for sure. Um, what what's the hardest thing about the like the independent scene, like getting your name out there, or just making relationships, or what do you think think the hardest thing about somebody on the independent scene trying to move up is? Um, man, you know that's honestly a loaded question. In all honesty Um, because there's a lot of things I think that can be pretty tough. Uh, Sometimes I think just getting booked can be a struggle um, because there's so much talent out there. You know, like you'll want to go to a show and then they just have a loaded roster with people on deck that have been there. You know, if they've ran, you know, say 90 shows or 100 shows plus, 
they've had a lot of talent come and go. So if they're coming to do a comeback, you know, it's like, it's tough to squeeze in new people. So sometimes just getting booked initially can be a struggle, you know, and you'll feel like you're doing great and that you're, you know, making improvements or that you're worth being on their show and they just can't book it because they just have so much talent. So, um, that can be tough. Um, I think sometimes the relationship aspect can also be tough. Um, because there's just like things you do and there's things you don't do, you know, and if you do something you're not supposed to do, that can really upset some people. So, um, you've got to be careful. And then, you know, once you've upset people, you know, it's a whole branding thing. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to rebuild your brand with somebody. Uh, it's easy to destroy it. It's tough to rebuild it. Yeah. Um, I also think, uh, mm, your own limitations, I think are, are tough, you know, uh, I think a lot of guys when they first start wrestling, um, they're afraid to say no, you know, uh, just a lot of, you know, a new wrestler comes on and they want to make a name for themselves or get rebooked or make a statement or something. And they do drastic things they probably shouldn't be doing or something, you know, that they're just not ready for and they get hurt, you know? Um, I think uh, having the power to say no, it's okay. Like they're not gonna, you're not gonna get whipped or anything like that. You know, for telling somebody no that you, you don't uh, feel comfortable, you know, doing a move or something of that sort, or a match type or whatever. You know, just just tell them no, nah, I'm not comfortable with that. You know, um, so that that uh, that can be tough. You know, yeah, I bet uh, I bet some young guys are afraid to say no because they're afraid they're if they say no they're not gonna get uh, brought back or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so that 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 can be tough, you know. So I, I that'd be my advice to a lot of would be wrestlers. If you don't feel comfortable, it's all right. I've even heard some like former WWE guys talk about that as how when they were younger they would do a move set and do stuff that they shouldn't have been doing because they were six four and three hundred pounds or whatever and it's just so hard on your body. Yeah. So I just remember getting asked to do a thumbtack match for a certain amount of dollars, and I was just like, all right how many hours do I have to work at my job to make that kind of money versus wrestling on some thumbtacks and does it equate? Yeah. Yeah. Does, does that equate more times than not? It doesn't. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to, they probably, I mean, I'm not in the business, but they probably don't want to pay you the extra for what they want you to do. At least some people. You know, that's some pretty wild stuff, you know. That's not you know, if you take like a bad bump, uh you you lock that off, but you know, you bump on thousands upon thousands of thumbtacks, you know, that's gonna linger with you. Yeah. Um I mean it's cool. I love watching it. 
Oh my god! Like I love wa- watching death matches. That is the pff, I'm want that is the wildest thing. To, I'm wanting to, to go witness. to one live. I haven't been to one yeah. live. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty intense, you know. Especially, you know, if you go to like some wrestling shows, you'll see some some blood occasionally. You know? Yeah. But you go to a death match show, and these dudes are just soaked. You know, just soaked in blood. And you're like, holy cow. It's wild. Yeah, I watched that one with Moxley in that cage or gauge or whatever. Yeah. That had pizza cutters and, and, and putting them inside each other's mouth and shit. Dudes are crazy. <laughs> I just, anytime I'm on a card with like a death match, if there's just like a death match main event or something wild going on, I'm always just like, all right, I'm going to watch that. You don't watch every match. I don't watch every match. I don't yeah. have time to watch every match. But definitely, I'll be like, all right, let's see what these fools are, are doing to each other today. Yeah, I want to go to one. I, I want to go to one live. I, I love watching them on TV, but I've never always experienced being there. I yeah. think there's a place in Indianapolis. What was it? Yeah, AWR. Yeah, AWR. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we're going to try to go check them out sometime. It's pretty intense. I remember going to an AWR show, um, trying to get booked, and uh, uh, there was a guy that just got just destroyed with all kinds of manner of things for like ten minutes, just getting slaughtered. I was like, "Holy cow!" So now they don't do they do uh, some regular matches too, don't they? They're not, oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, so I didn't yeah, think they were just all yeah. death matches. Yeah. Which, yeah, I want to, I, I like the hardcore matches, and I I, I want to go check that out. Being a fan of the death matches, do you do any, like, hardcore matches or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I love, uh, I love me some weapons. I have a kendo stick. I mean, yeah. so, I'll, I'll do that. Um, there's just certain toys I like to use and a lot of toys that I'm like, that ain't for me. If the intent is to slice my skin off, I'm good on it. Yeah. I got these cool tattoos, man. I can't. Can't, can't mess those that. up. You got too much money in tattoos to be messing those up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because all my life, you know, I, I've had people tell me, and I'm like, how much did you pay for that? Uh, I paid this much. Oh, well, y'all, but my God, I know a guy. I know a guy <laughs> Yeah, that would have done that for 20 bucks. Yeah, but it, w- it wouldn't look, look nothing like what you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, I have a, cu- a few on my leg and a couple on my arm, and they're... It's the same way. People say, how much you pay? And then you tell them, and oh, I had a guy that could do it cheaper. But yeah, but it's not going to be the same quality. Yeah. And who knows where their shit's coming from. I watched this guy take everything out of the plastic. <laughs> yeah. All brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they might do it cheaper, but they might give you some disease or, or something else. Yeah, he comes over with just like a DeWalt tool bag. <laughs> Starts just pulling out this. Busted up equipment. Little, home, little homemade gun. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, I've had people try to get me to go to go to places like that. And it's like, ah, no thanks. Oh, uh, how did you get aligned with the the Skull Crusher? I know he comes out with comes out with you some. Yeah, I think uh, with with Skull Crusher. Uh, so me and Jawan Thomas, the the Naptown Nightmare, uh, we had a pretty good tag team going. Skull Crusher kind of got us together, you know. It was, uh, you know, here's, it's actually my first match um, after my injury, uh, kind of coming back. Me and Jawan tagged up, you know, and uh, Skull Crusher kind of made that happen. He's just like, hey, let's get these dudes together. And uh, we did well. We did really well just tagging together that night. And um, just kind of kept it going for a while. Uh, at the time, uh, we went by crooked. We were crooked dreams, you know. So uh, we did that stint for probably about a year, about a year or so. Um, maybe a little longer even. And then my daughter, uh, my daughter was born. So um, I took uh, that's another gap of time I took off from WCWO, um, but uh, um, that was in 2019. So um, since then, I mean, the last two years I've been there pretty much every single Friday. Man, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of matches to be doing that every week, but. I'm sure you got you got to take care of your body a lot because I mean your body's what I mean that's in wrestling that's what makes you your money. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Being able to stay healthy. If you can't wrestle, you can't make money. Um, where are you talking? Well, what what advice would you give to a, a new guy that was going to get in the business? Um, you know, other than the, you know, the whole know your limitations kind of thing, um, I'd say don't be afraid to, um, try different, uh, try different things. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, this is, uh, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be. And they're dead set on that. And they get so focused on being that they don't really understand like what they're supposed to be doing. You know? And, um, let let some opportunities pass by because they're so focused on one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that, that, that that's something I would tell people to do is, you know, don't be afraid to try out different things. You know, I've kind of been rocking and rolling with the same kind of thing for a while, but it's working. So if it's working, do it. But if it ain't working, time to flip that script. Time to, time to try something new. Uh, when you're in the ring, with some of these younger uh, younger guys, uh, 
do you, uh, how do you guys decide kind of who who calls the match and and that and that stuff? Oh well, I just kind of say, hey, buddy, <laughs> I'm about to whip you up a little bit, so get ready, and that's kind of how it goes. That's cool. I didn't know if like I know some people will talk a lot before the match. Some people don't don't do very much before the match. They just go out there and they're ready to go. Everybody has their I'm sure everybody has their little style. Oh, yeah. I, uh, for me, um, it, it, I got to get in the zone, you know. I got to really get in the zone. So I try to get pretty wild out whenever I'm to get, wrestling. Uh, I, I got to get, get in that zone, you know, and a lot of times I can't, I can't talk to yeah. people about wrestling, you know. I'm just trying to get hype. So you you listen to music, music like before you go out there to get in the zone or? Uh, no, you know I just kind of act a fool, I guess. You know sometimes just acting a fool gets you riled up. So um, I have to, I interact with people, you know. I have to just yeah get a feel for everything that's going on, you know. All right. Uh, well, before we get out of here, is there anything else you'd like to, to talk about or anything you want to plug? Yeah, absolutely. Um, tonight at 1151 Kentucky Avenue, um, come watch independent wrestling at its finest. Uh, everybody there is a wonderful wrestler. And the environment it's unmistakable, you know. Go to your go to your local wrestling show. If you see a flyer, it's in your town. Go watch it. Like, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna go home and watch Hulu or something for the thousandth night of your life, you know. Like, go do something different. Grab your family. Go watch that wrestling show. Um, you know, it's it's one of the best things you'll experience. Um, you know, people will pay thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, you know, to go watch a big televised production. Um, in that environment, it's just not the same as a $10 ticket to an independent wrestling show. Yeah. I mean, it, it really p- pulls you in. Uh, it, it sucks you in, you know. Especially um, in a building like WCWO has, the yeah. way it's set up. It's, it's awesome. I, I love going down there. Yeah, I, I love that, and it almost feels like um, like that underground barroom kind of secret fight club yeah. feel. Yeah, I was always getting ready to say like, like Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 always. I mean, it's a surreal thing, uh, and the action is constant. You know, it's always there. So um, it's highly entertaining, if nothing else. I mean, you'll see some good matches. You'll see some bad matches. You might see some amazing matches that just reinvigorate your mind and your life. And you're like, holy cow, that was incredible, you know. So, um, you know, I can't stress it enough, you know. For for $12, you can't beat it. Yeah, or ten dollars. I, mean, I mean, about any independent show, you can usually get in for ten, fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's that's about the rate. You know, some places might charge twenty. Yeah, rate, but uh, they're gonna have a lot of great matches probably. Yep. So it's worth the ticket, honestly. So oh yeah, um, 
yeah, go go out there and support those people, you know. Uh, and if the show is 30 minutes away, I mean, come on. Like, people will sit in traffic, you know, going shopping for hours on end. Yeah. You know, but you can't make the quick, quick little trip. You know, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Uh, go try something different. Go do something different. You we know, we come down there from show. we come down there from Muncie, and it's not it's not a bad drive at all. Yeah, it's not bad. Just every once in a while, you run it might run into some traffic on the highway get getting down to Indy, but if you leave a little bit early, it's usually not a big deal. Yeah. So, um, that's really that's really all I'd say, man. Um. Uh, can, yeah, the, where can people find Jordan James at? WO, uh Indianapolis, Indiana. Every Friday night, 1151 Kentucky Avenue. Bell time is always 7 o'clock. Um, I'm in Lafayette at BMFX once a month on Saturdays. And then uh, I'm also in uh, DCCW currently uh, out in Muncie. So uh, I'm loving to expand. So if you're watching this and you would like to see um, a pretty mean person on your roster, um, I'm here. You know, I'm ready to work and I'm ready to uh, keep it going. So um, feed me, as Ezekiel Elliott would say. <laughs> Are you a Cowboys fan? <laughs> no. <laughs> so say, please say no. No, man, I... Uh... I appreciate you joining us. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Absolutely. And I'll, uh, I guess I'll, I'll see you later later tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, I will be there. Um, man, I, I got some unfinished business with Rachel Pratchett. So if she sees this, here's your warning, girl. Baby, ready? I haven't forgot what you did in my throat. Yeah. You said that you're doing a tag team. Who's your tag team partner tonight? Oh, Dutch Boy Platinum. Dutch Boy. Okay, that's who I thought it was. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Oh yeah. I, li- I like Dutch. I like Dutch Boy too. Yeah, yeah. He gets it. He gets it. All right. Well, I won't take no more of your time. Let you relax before you get and get ready for your show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta rosin up my kendo stick. <laughs> nice and hot. So. uh I'll let you go, my man. All right. I will see. Uh, I'll talk to you later. See you.